Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zikneko here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Well, happy Tuesday. I hope your Monday was good, as I do hope all of your days are good, or at least as good as they can be. Now, still, as per yesterday's episode, I have not really tried any new skills, but I was a bit busy on Monday, so I think I'm going to try baking some bread. That is what I'm going to commit to, and we'll see how well that goes. I will keep you posted, as always. Now, as it is Tuesday, it's time for some more work sharing. So when I dug into the vault today, I found an old piece that I had written a few years ago, but it was something that I'd submitted as sort of a portfolio piece to work on Hush when I was first trying to be a writer on the podcast. So really, I can sort of attribute this piece to being part of a reason why I'm here working at StoryArc now and all of the super awesome things that I have done. So yes, today I have a piece that is near and dear to my heart, and it is a short horror story this time. I think this is the first time I've ever written horror in a full-length thing, and it certainly was one of the only times, but You know, it was my first delve into the genre, and I think it turned out pretty well, especially considering that I did, in fact, get a spot on the writing team for Hush. So, uh, yeah, this is entitled Animal Hospital, and again, I'm really good with the naming, and it's very blatant where I got the name from. But uh, yes, so I now present to you my short horror story, Animal Hospital. Rain pounded at everything it could access. The sound echoed off of the roof of Milo Holland's car. The road had a thick sheen of water, and it seemed as though a lake was forming over the roadway. Milo leaned forward in his car, trying to keep his eyes trained on the path his vehicle was taking. A soft bark emanated from the back of the small car. Milo's eyes moved back to see the brown eyes of his greyhound looking back at him. Milo's face pulled into a smile at the sight. We're almost home, boy, he said cheerfully, his eyes turning back to the road in time to see that he was veering dangerously close to the edge of the road that had become a water slide. Carefully, he tried to correct his mistake. This motion lost the traction for the whole vehicle. The tires desperately tried to regain the lost traction and get back to driving, but the slick surface that the road had become made it an impossible wish. His doom was laid out in front of him, but Milo refused to accept it. His hands raced over the wheel and the shift stick, trying anything that would stop this slip and spin. His dog barked in an attempt to encourage the man that now held his life within his frantic hands. Nothing was working for Milo, and nothing continued to work until he saw the force that would, a deep ditch on the side of the road. Milo didn't have time to do anything but pray that his car would stop at the bottom and allow him and his dog to survive without more than a bruise or two. There was a bump and a thud. Nothing too serious. A sigh of relief barely escaped his lips before the car hit a line of trees, jolting Milo enough to force him to lose his consciousness. The last sound he heard before the darkness enveloped him was his dog's bark and the sound of the rain against his car roof. First, he was aware of a soft pitter-patter of rain. Then, he became aware of a discomfort in his arm, which quickly turned into pain as he came closer to being fully alert. When he could move his heavy body, Milo inspected the car, choosing to ignore the pain that was crying out for him to notice. His car wasn't in prime condition. It was beaten and battered, but hopefully it would still work. It was getting it out of the ditch that would be the largest problem to loan Milo. He felt a nagging feeling that something wasn't right, however. It was more than his arm, which he still chose to ignore. In a worried confusion, Milo turned his head to peer to the back of the car to find the absence of his beloved dog. That is what had caused his stomach to feel so empty. The door laid slightly open, but it was enough for the thin greyhound to slip out. Frantically, Milo wiggled his way out of his cramped spot in the driver's seat. As he moved, he was forced to realize that his arm had been twisted in the accident. At the very least, it was sprained and possibly had been dislocated, but from its cries, he assumed it had to be fractured in some spot. Milo growled, pushing through the agony and got out of the car. 
It was more affected than Milo had noticed from the inside or had cared to admit. It quite possibly wouldn't be able to leave the ditch. Milo rubbed his head with his uninjured arm. He hugged the injured one close to his body. He knew that he needed some sort of help, but he was more worried about his dog than being all alone in the forest. Charles, Milo cried out into the forest, hoping his dog would respond to his name. The trees gave nothing in response to his cries. He looked out at the road, which stood raised above him. His eyes moved back into the thick trees, scanning them for any signs of his best friend. Once again, he didn't get any signs that the dog was out there. Charles, Charles, here, boy, Milo called again, slowly walking to the edge of the road. The door had been facing the road, so Milo hoped that's where he'd gone. Someone may have rescued him and taken him somewhere safe for Milo to find. Milo looked back at his car, but it was useless to him now. He got himself on the road and began to walk. The sun hung low in the sky, painting colors across it. Soon the sky would become black with night, but Milo didn't care. The rain was letting up, but the clouds were still covering most of the sky. The clouds acted like curtains for the sunset as the sun did its final bows. Milo kept walking, his arm aching and his body tired. Every few steps he would call out for Charles, hoping he would come bounding up through the trees. He never did. Soon the rest of Milo's body began to ache and cry out in pain like his arm was. He was tired and injured and desperately wanted a saving grace to appear to him. Out of the trees appeared an old building. It was the first one Milo had seen in a while, and it caused his heart to jump for joy. Adrenaline filled his body and allowed him to continue down the road to what he thought was safety. When he was close enough, he saw that the writing that was scrawled above in a curly font read, Animal Hospital. A double relief. If anyone had found Charles, they would have taken him there. Milo made a beeline for the double doors that blocked the inside of the hospital from the outside. Milo pulled on them with his good arm, but they didn't budge. It was locked. Leaning in, Milo tried to peer within the hospital, but it was much too dark for his eyes to see anything. The building did appear as if it could be abandoned, but at the moment, it was Milo's only hope. Using one arm, he pounded on the doors. From within the darkness, a pair of blue-gray eyes appeared. Milo jumped back, not expecting the phantom of a man to appear. The door swung open, revealing a slender man with a pristine white lab coat on. He seemed clean-cut, but his gaze sent shivers down Milo's spine. What do we have here? He questioned, his mouth opening to reveal his white teeth, which stood in perfect lines like headstones in a graveyard. Milo opened his mouth, but the ability to form words eluded him. The man stepped forward, his gaze lowered. He appeared to be analyzing Milo. Uh, I'm Milo Holland, he sputtered out, taking a step back away from the man. I, I got in an accident, lost my dog. I need help, please, he begged. The man's face broke into a warm smile. His eyes squinted, and his perfect teeth were once again visible. Oh, of course I can help you. Come in, come in, he chirped, his demeanor changing entirely as he waved his arm. Milo felt like he could trust this stranger, and he allowed his legs to move him into the darkened building. The door slammed shut behind him. I saw you had a wound. Let me help. Then we can move on to the rest, okay? The man said, walking in front of Milo, leading him to the back of the building where a light was on. Yes, thank you, doctor, Milo said, unsure of what to call the man. He looked over at Milo from over his shoulder. Call me Sebastian, Milo, he said, his name rolling off his tongue in a hypnotic way. Once the pair reached the back, Sebastian began getting out various medical supplies. The room was dimly lit, but Milo could tell it was an operating room of some sort. Sebastian moved back over to Milo, taking his injured arm and beginning to work on it. He patched and bandaged, and when it was all over, Milo honestly felt a great deal better. He smiled at Sebastian. I'm very grateful for your help, he exclaimed, earning a small smile from the man across from him. Now, do you think you could help me find my dog Charles? Sebastian tapped his chin. You know, come to think of it, I did find a dog a little while ago. What does he look like? Milo's face lit up, joy bursting from him. He's a black and white greyhound, Milo explained. Sebastian nodded his head, a happy smirk on his face. Yes, that's it exactly. Come, let's go reunite you two. Sebastian stood and walked towards another room with the grace of a gazelle. Milo happily bounded after Sebastian. The next room was darkened as well, but the small amount of light that followed them, Milo could see that the kennels lined the wall. He could see nothing was in them. 
Sebastian walked to a middle one and opened it up. Why don't you go on in and say hi to your Charles, my Milo? Sebastian waved at the open and blackened kennel. Something felt off, but if he got his dog back, it didn't matter. Carefully, Milo entered the kennel. He was expecting to meet the wagging tail of his best friend, but he was instead met with empty darkness. Milo turned around to question Sebastian, but the kennel gate was closed. Sebastian? He questioned, searching for an answer. He slipped his fingers in the holes of the gate, shaking it gently. It didn't budge. Sebastian's face once again appeared in front of him. He smiled, but his eyes were dark. My little Milo, why are you trying to open the door? Sebastian asked as if it was an innocent question. Sebastian, let me out, Milo demanded, shaking the kennel gate harder. Chains rattled. Milo looked down to see that the door was padlocked shut. Sebastian smiled. Oh, I can't do that, he giggled. You're mine to take care of now. I'm... what? Disbelief filled his voice. None of this registered in his mind. Sebastian got closer to the gate. His fingertips gently stroked Milo's hands, which were still grasping at the gate that separated them. Milo recoiled, backing up until he hit the wall at the back of the kennel. Milo began to pant and heave with fear, the graveness of the situation finally sinking in. Sebastian's eyes looked over Milo once again. Milo was unable to tell what this strange man could possibly be thinking. As quickly as he had appeared from the darkness, he backed up and suddenly was gone, just as fast. Milo heard him walk away, but nothing more. Milo slid down the wall, his back getting scraped as he did. Pulling his knees up, he put his head down. Thump, thump, thump went his heart. His body shook with the beat of his heart, and realization finally took over him. He froze. Milo remained in his hunched position until a bright light was shown on his face and chains rattled once again. He looked up to see that Sebastian had entered the kennel. Milo lowered his gaze, and like a scared animal, he lashed out. Milo lunged at Sebastian, but was met with a blow to the side of the head. His vision blackened for a moment. An awful pain surged through his head. He had fallen back to the floor, facing Sebastian with a trail of warm blood running down his face. That's not a proper greeting. Where's my welcome home? Sebastian said in a scolding tone. I brought you gifts and everything. Milo spat at him weakly, earning him a kick in the stomach from his captor. Now I'm willing to ignore that, because being in a new place can be scary. But don't worry, I brought some nice things to make it more comfy for my new pet. Sebastian pulled out a bag from behind him, out from which he pulled a pair of dog food bowls, a chew toy, and a collar. Sebastian smiled, his mouth the only part of him that showcased happiness. He didn't smile with his eyes. He got closer to Milo, kneeling down, causing Milo to move back. Sebastian gripped him tightly by the chin, cutting into his flesh with his nails. Milo let out a gasp of pain. Sebastian held up the collar. A shining tag hung from it. I made it especially for you. Look, it has your name on it. Sebastian moved it to showcase the curved Milo that had been carved into it. Now everyone can know you're mine, Sebastian giggled. With force, the collar was placed around Milo's neck. It was tight and cut into his skin. Milo growled at the man-man, weakly moving away from him. His head pounded, but he knew he had to get away while he could. Milo used all of his energy to push himself up, trying to get to his feet. Sebastian watched, an amused look on his face. Using the wall, Milo shakily stood. His eyes glanced down at Sebastian, who was still kneeling on the floor with his eyes carefully on him. Milo sucked in a gulp of air before using all the force he could muster to push off the wall and sprint towards the open kennel door. He was nearly there before a swift and low kick sent him tumbling to the cold, hard floor. Now, now, my precious Milo. We don't run as soon as I open the door. That's bad manners. Sebastian circled him like a shark circling prey. I guess I'm going to have to train you then, huh? Sebastian revealed a metal object from the darkness. Milo couldn't tell what it was, but his heart rate sped with fear. In one swift move, Sebastian moved it down, smashing it into Milo's left leg. A loud crack echoed through the room. It was followed by a pained screech. 
Milo panted, shaking from the sheer amount of pain that consumed his body. Sebastian once again kneeled down next to him, the metal object clanging to the ground behind him. I hope you learned your lesson. Sebastian jerked Milo's head to the side, inspecting his head wound. Looks like I'll have to fix you up. Good thing I loved fixing you so much before. This'll be fun. He smiled once more, releasing Milo's chin, gently stroking it as he did. Sebastian stood up before scooping Milo up as well. Milo let himself be carried, the fight draining out of him. As Milo was being carried to the operating room once again, they walked near the entrance. A dog barked from the other side. Well, there you have it. That was Animal Hospital, my short horror story. I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like maybe my voice isn't as conducive to horror telling as it could be. Perhaps I'm a little too bouncy for a horror story reader, but I think maybe I conveyed the ideas well enough. Probably is better being read than heard, but you know, what can I do with an audio medium? Now, I will say this, that if you liked the idea of having stuff read on air and you would like to also have your stuff read aloud to my listeners, I would be more than happy to accept it. Uh, Actually, Ivy would, but she takes all written work and whatnot because you will both get a feature if you submit it to her in the Boom site because she is the Boom site editor-in-chief and also with me here on COVID Operation. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, which I hope you would be, You can send your work to ivy, ivy at storyark.org, and she'll be happy to get that all set up for you. Additionally, while you have your email open, I accept questions, comments, or concerns about anything and everything to be featured and talked about on my Friday episodes, which you can email to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyark.org, where I will also happily accept things. So that will do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my story and I hope you are able to address things with me or share things with Ivy and then with me if you would like. As always, it's been a pleasure having you here and it's been a pleasure talking to you. So thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you. Stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.